So um, obviously this is very unusual. It's been a disturbing and unsettling couple of weeks. And I'm sure many of you would have agreed, would agree that we could have never guessed that we would be in this particular situation. I have to admit, for me, it's been difficult to concentrate lately. The pace of this unfolding crisis has had me, like possibly many of you, glued to the news. And there's no question that there's confusion and uncertainty and fear. But yet, here we are, through the marvels of technology, able to unite and turn our hearts and minds towards God, embracing our faith and our trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is grumbling and questioning and quarreling. We see it in our world today, just as we heard it from our first reading today from Exodus. The Israelites are wandering in the desert and they're struggling. They're thirsting and lacking trust in the Lord. They wonder, why did we ever leave Egypt? They are at a place called Masa, which means the place of testing, and Meribah, which means the place of quarreling. Some of us might be full of these same emotions and doubts today. Our first reading from Exodus ends with this ominous question, is the Lord in our midst or not? It seems like a strange way to end any scriptural reading. The question just seems to hang there for us to contemplate. Is the Lord in our midst or not? But of course the answer is yes, a resounding yes. The Lord is most certainly with us during these difficult times. St. Paul makes this abundantly clear to us in the second reading today to his letter to the Romans. We boast in the glory of God, he proclaims. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured into our hearts. These are some of the words of encouragement that we need to hear and embrace. Hope in the love of God does not disappoint. We get further comfort from our gospel today, this beautiful dialogue between Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Jesus goes to the town in Samaria and he sits at the well because he is tired from his journey. I think we can all relate to this. The journey we have been on of late, our nation, our world, our community of faith, it has been an exhausting journey of late. But there he is. Here is Jesus waiting for us, waiting by the well. Jesus goes out of his way to find us, all of us who are in need of a conversation with him. The geography here is important. Jesus' journey from Judea back north to Galilee has taken him about two and a half days, and he decides to go through Samaria. 
Everything about his encounter at Jacob's well is unusual. Jesus, as usual, goes against the grain. And it is a very countercultural encounter. This is no ordinary meeting. First, he talks to a woman. And at that time, this would have been shocking, highly unusual. And she is not just any woman, she is a Samaritan. And Jews and Samaritans had a long-lasting hostility between each other. But even worse, the woman Jesus encounters is clearly a moral outcast in her community, since she has come to the well at noon, the hottest hour of the day. She clearly wanted to avoid interacting with anyone. Normally, women would have gone to the well in the early hours of the morning to prepare for the day. But Jesus breaks through all of these barriers. It is his nature to extend himself to those in need. Jesus takes the initiative in Samaria and also goes out of his way to seek every one of us. He wants to engage us just like he encountered the woman at the well. Jesus wants a relationship with not only this woman, but with her entire, his entire Samaritan community, but also with all of the down and out, all of the sinners and those who are in need of his love and mercy. At first, the Samaritan woman doesn't quite grasp what Jesus is teaching. There's a lack of understanding, real water versus life-giving water. Sometimes we get mixed up as well, usually because we also are thinking on a different level, on earthly terms as opposed to a spiritual reality. It's so easy for us to get lost in our worries and the concerns of today. But Jesus is patient with us. Just as he was patient with the Samaritan woman, offering her acceptance and instruction and guidance, Jesus gradually leads her to see that he is the Messiah and that his mercy flows like living water. Like the woman at the well, we too are seeking the same living water. We all thirst for meaning. And in confusing times like this, we also thirst for clarity and health and peace. The people of the Bible in Exodus and the women at the well thirsted for physical water, but they also thirsted for understanding and insight. Each of us have a tendency to thirst for more, always more, for the newest, the fastest, the best of everything. Maybe if possessions aren't our thing, then we thirst for prestige or acclaim within our community. We often try to quench our thirst from our own worldly wells. Jesus offers us something which is far more important, the waters of salvation. 
His life-giving well is a deep, vast reservoir of love and kindness, compassion, and acceptance. Our gospel concludes today with an invitation. The Samaritans invite Jesus to stay with them, and he does. And they come to realize that he is truly the savior of the world. In these uncertain and stressful times, let us all continue to extend the same invitation to stay close to Jesus through our prayers and through our support for one another.